I'm really excited about the holiday treat behind our third elementary advent calendar door. It's deep, dark, rich, and spicy. It's a perfect treat for those wintry, cold mornings or afternoons or evenings with a hot cup of tea or a warm cup of joe. As We Eat is excited to present you with the 2021 Alimentary Advent Calendar, a tasty countdown to 2022, full of mini episodes highlighting holiday food traditions and memories from all over the world. We don't want you to miss any treats, so be sure to tune in daily from December 1st to December 26th. Gingerbread. I love gingerbread in all its forms. Gingerbread cake, gingerbread cookies, gingerbread biscuits, gingerbread houses. It's one of those things that has really become synonymous with the winter season and celebrations. And when we were growing up, we made gingerbread houses during the holidays. And I think one of my favorite things about making them was having the ability to choose all of the materials to decorate them. Necos were always my go-to roofing material and gumdrops to create the pathway to the front door. Had I known, or to be more accurate, understood the sordid history of gingerbread, my gingerbread house and gingerbread cooking decorating decisions may have been a little bit different. When I started to research gingerbread, one of the food historians that I follow on Instagram had just published a book about gingerbread, and it's a fascinating read. It's called First Catch Your Gingerbread by Sam Bilton. There was so much interesting information, and I got a little bit more than I bargained for. Before becoming the ubiquitous winter treat we know today, I learned that gingerbread was used to incite the libido, to alleviate flatulence, to assassinate would-be usurpers, and to display wealth and social status. The name is a little bit misleading because gingerbread doesn't really resemble what we classify as true bread today, and the original gingerbread certainly didn't. The word itself originated from the word jejum, which is spelled G-I-G-E-M-B-R-A-S, which is an old French word for gingered food. From there, it morphed into gyna breed in Middle English and then into gingerbread. The precursors of today's gingerbread were made from honey and spices and either breadcrumbs or some type of flour. And it formed this thick paste that was rolled thin and baked or it was pressed into molds, which we talked about in our second installment of Kitchen Technology. One of the predecessors may be a recipe from Robert Montpellier, who was an apothecary to Henry III. The recipe included nutmeg, pepper, ginger, and aromatic powders, and was cooked together to create a candy. Now, being the apothecary to the king, the belief at the time that ginger inflamed passions, and historic innuendo, we can probably <laughs> venture a guess at the intended purpose of this gingerbread for King Henry. Now, during the Elizabethan era, because of ginger's hot nature, it was used to help with indigestion, and at this time, gingerbread was described as a kind of cake or paste made to comfort the stomach. And in Sweden, convent pharmacies sold gingered cakes to help calm the nerves and alleviate digestive distress. As gingerbread was being used to inflame passions and cure flatulence, King Charles VII's son, the future King Louis XI, was tainting the sweet treat with poison 
in the hopes of getting rid of Agnes Sorrel, who was King Charles's favorite mistress. In like fashion, it's speculated that Catherine de Medici added poisons to gingerbread to rid herself of enemies after her entire court had an attack of colic after mm. serving the spiced bread. Now, being made from honey, it really was a luxury item, and it put gingerbread in the homes of rich and famous for a very long time. So gingerbread, along with other sweet meats, wafers, and spiced wines were served at the ends of meals. It was thought that the hot and moist properties of ginger would help to break down the foods that were being consumed during the meal. And generally, households with kitchens large enough to include a confectionery or wafery area would make gingerbreads on a frequent basis. Once molasses and black treacle came on the scene, gingerbread became more accessible to those of us who don't have kitchens with waferies or confectionaries. Gingerbread men came into fashion after Queen Elizabeth I began serving likenesses of her guests made of gingerbread. Superstitions of shaped gingerbread soon followed, and women would order gingerbread men in the likeness of their future husbands. They would consume heart-shaped gingerbreads, believing that it would ward off evil. Gingerbread rabbits were supposed to increase fertility. As with anything that's surrounded by superstition, the dark side would soon present itself. And popular thought began to turn from good fortune ascribed to these human shapes into these dark demonic attributes. Witches were said to make gingerbread figurines, eat them, and cause the death of the intended victim. Gingerbread soon fell out of favor in a lot of these places because of these types of folklore. And Hansel and Gretel is a great example. The witch's house was made of gingerbread, enticing her hungry victims disguised with sweets. Bakers in Germany actually started making houses from gingerbread after this story was published. And they hired artists and craftsmen to decorate them. It's really ironic that our brothers Grimm may have actually helped to save gingerbread from sinking into the annals of time only to be referenced in podcasts and documentaries. It was around this same time that Christmas was really gaining popularity as an important holiday. Before this time, it really was just another day. Mm -hmm. Queen Victoria revived a lot of holidays traditions, and she imported several from Germany, her beloved husband's homeland, including gingerbread houses and gingerbread men that were hung on evergreen trees. Now that you know of the history of gingerbread, if we were to host a gingerbread house and gingerbread cookie party, how would you decorate your creation? I have to admit that despite my fascination with architecture, I am not a very fantastic builder. And so all the gingerbread houses have been utterly abyssal failures. I am actually a, quite a huge fan of the Victorian shaker style houses. And so I think that my gingerbread house, with a nod to that Victorian tradition, would probably reflect the Shaker House style. Gingerbread houses and gingerbread people are things that I love to see decorated. I will go out of my way to go look at you know, if there's a display of houses, but this is not where my creativity lies. And so it, they're definitely a thing that I admire rather than ever feel compelled to construct myself. What about you? I think that now knowing what I know about gingerbread and a little bit of its history. I, I might revert to the witch's house. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably something that I would do. 
Now, if you don't have a gingerbread tradition or you want to add to it, we've also included a recipe for my great aunt Mabel's ginger snaps on the website. We want to thank you for joining us on this holiday adventure into the warm and particularly spicy history of gingerbread. And don't forget to stop by tomorrow to find out what's behind door number four. Hint, it's a topic of a very famous Christmas carol. If you find yourself hungry for a larger portion of how Food Connects defines and inspires, be sure to subscribe to As We Eat wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We also publish the As We Eat journal on Substack. We would be honored if you would support us by becoming a subscriber at asweeat.substack.com. Happy holidays from Leigh and Cam. There, too. <laughs> <laughs>